Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Digital Diamonds podcast. So for today's episode, I have the interview that I did on the Brooke Alexander show. So if you haven't listened to episode 76, I interviewed my friend Brooke Alexander on my podcast, and then she interviewed me on her podcast. So this podcast episode is basically the interview she did with me and we chatted about all things mindset for content creators. So we talked a lot about, you know, overcoming limiting beliefs, overcoming blocks that are stopping you from really putting yourself out there and creating amazing content that's raw, real, vulnerable, because the reason why we don't do it is because we all have so many blocks. So we basically talked about mindset shifts and daily mindset practices to really help you to create that success mindset. We talked about coming up with content ideas and just a really good mix of mindset and content because when Brooke and I um, were chatting all the time in Toronto, that's literally what we talked about. We talked about mindset and spirituality and then like content and business. So I feel like this podcast interview was just so great that I really wanted to share it with you guys. And generally, Brooke, podcast episodes are absolutely amazing so if you want to learn more about mindset manifestation spirituality then definitely check out her podcast i will link it down below it's called the brooke alexander show it's amazing and yeah i really really hope you guys enjoy this podcast interview this is the digital diamonds podcast helping your business shine bright online I'm your host, Laura, and I'm a student, entrepreneur, and YouTuber. I help female entrepreneurs to create standout YouTube channels and show up with the most badass, confident version of themselves online. Let's get you the online visibility and attention that you need to build your own Girlboss empire. Thank you, Laura, for being here today. Thank you for having me. I am so excited, and it's just it's still like so funny that we like I don't know introduce each other like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I know this is gonna be a fun chat we have fun conversations and we're probably gonna go like off topic a couple times but mm -hmm. that's okay all right so let's start with our speed dating questions are you ready yes, okay, yes. if you had three wishes what would they be Ooh, that's so, oh my God. Mm. Oh, that's hard. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> oh, wow, that's really hard. Okay, first Wait. thing that comes to mind. Um, first thing that comes to mind right now, I know it's a bit cheesy, but it would be like a cure for maybe cancer or some, some yeah disease like that probably okay. that's like the first thing that comes to mind mm -hmm. um the second yeah the second wish it's also i think a bit cheesy but it's to feel more fulfilled in what i do or like to feel happy um in a way where i don't have the pressure and, and i don't put myself under pressure all the time to like constantly do things yeah <laughs> yeah i get it I get it. And and the third wish, yeah, would just be health for, yeah, my family and like all my loved ones and generally for for people. 
Easiness. That's so lovely. All right. The next one is what is the what is one thing you love the most about yourself? Um that I'm very like enthusiastic and very like excited about things and I feel like I can I can motivate people like to be like that positive and optimistic as well. I hope that my energy, my positive energy kind of goes over to people. So yeah, yeah it definitely that. does. You definitely have an energy and it's, it's spreads out around you and it definitely people can pick it up for sure. Yay. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Next one is if you could live the life of any famous person, past or present for one week, who would you be? Mm. Ooh. Huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, probably um, because I really, lo- I, I mean, obviously she's like dead, but <laughs> uh, Audrey Hepburn. Okay. Because she, I don't know, like to be honest, the only things I really watched of her was like Breakfast at Tiffany's and also like some of her quotes, but I feel like she's just such an, or she was such an elegant being and just how she looked and everything was just so dreamy. And yeah. I don't know, maybe being be Audrey Hepburn for a week and like be in breakfast at Tiffany's. And I don't know. Yeah. That sounds pretty fun. <laughs> it sounds pretty her. good. All right. Next one is, would you rather be completely invisible for one day or be able to fly for one day? Fly. Okay. Because <laughs> I... um. I don't know, like, that's just something, like, when I was a kid, I always used to play, like, being, uh, like, a witch, like, being able to fly on a broom, and also be a fairy, like, I have had multiple, like, hundreds, I'm not even kidding, hundreds of dreams where I was able to fly on a broom, or be a fairy, like, flying is just, like, such a dream, so mm-hmm. that's, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'd, I would agree with that one as well. I think I would probably want to fly because I don't really care about being invisible. Like, yeah. I don't need to be invisible. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, even want to see stuff sometimes. Yeah, so we, no. Yeah, good choice. Very good choice. All right. Last one is, what are three things you're grateful for? Um, I'm grateful for my room that I'm sitting in right now because it's warm, it's cozy, I have a little candle. I am grateful to be interviewed on the podcast right now because it's just so fun and it's just surreal still that I like am interviewed on a podcast. Like, I don't know, it's just if I think back like a few years ago and stuff, like I didn't even know what podcasts were. So yeah, it's still surreal. And I'm also grateful for um, for yoga. I always like whenever I'm writing down what I'm grateful for, always yoga comes up because it's just like my my safe space. Yeah. When did you start doing yoga? Um, I started doing re- it regularly only one year ago, actually. Like, and and yeah, one year ago with the thirty day yoga challenge. Um. Mm-hmm by yoga with adrian on youtube and i did that last january and i'm currently doing it again mm. and it's just the best <laughs> and you do it at home 
Yeah, I do a daily at home yoga practice. And then once per week, at least when I'm in home, at home here in Germany, um, I go to a class as well. And it's, I love yoga. Do you, you do regular yoga? Or do you do hot yoga? Uh, normal yoga. I used, I think I went to a hot yoga class once. Yeah. Um, but because like I live in a like tiny village here, there isn't really a hot yoga class. Right. And also I found that like when you have to like go by bus or something and then you're like dripping sweat, it's like, mm, not that great. Oh, yeah. I used to do that too. And I was, when I do hot yoga, most of the times it's never been close to my house. So it's like, yeah. you have to take a change of clothes every time. It's like full mm. outfit, clean clothes, like clean underwear, clean bra. Like you have to change everything. I know it's disgusting. And also like, I don't know if I'm just weird, but I sweat like a lot, mm. but especially in my hair where my hair will you get hair so there. wet. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Probably... You got a lot of hair. <laughs> a lot of hair. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, all right. Now that we're done with the fun part, let's get into the other fun part. So yeah, I really, most of our conversations when we talk are around being different and creating your own place and just doing mm -hmm. something different. Cause I know that we've both, I guess, faced this challenge or this, this obstacle in our businesses of like wanting to do stuff and wanting to create stuff and wanting to do things differently in a variety of ways. So mm -hmm. how do you go about differentiating yourself and standing out? Yeah. I mean, I think that's like the golden question, like what makes me different? Mm -hmm. I think it's like one of the hardest, but then it also should be one of the easiest questions to answer because it's like, it's such a fundamental thing that you should know about yourself if you want to, you know, create a brand, create a business. Mm -hmm. um, but how I go about it, well, I think the only thing that really makes us unique is our personality and our story because everything else like the things we teach the things we talk about either you can find it on google or someone else has already said it yeah <laughs> and also even what you say it's just a combination of all the knowledge that you learn so um oh my god i i i listened to a really good podcast interview by matt Devella. he has like the ground up mm -hmm. show really great podcast anyway they talked about uh, originality as well on how when we create something we can't even take the <clears throat> well it's it's not ours because it's just made up obviously of all the knowledge that even generations before us have gotten and you know all of yeah that. anyway i don't even know how i got here right now but <laughs> <laughs> no it's good to go right on track yeah how to go so, so basically it's about releasing the pressure on yourself to, oh my God, I have to like come up with something innovative, something super original, whether that's a YouTube video or that is a podcast or a business idea. Like the idea itself doesn't have to be groundbreaking. It probably won't be anyway. It's just about what you can add to make it different. Like I talk about like with a brand that you have like the core thing right mm -hmm. which is like I don't know your your business promise like 
you help people to achieve this and this and or if you have a product or service that's like your core and then everything you put around it I call that brand accessories that is really what makes you unique and to me that's often especially if you're a personal brand so if you're a coach or a content creator it's usually your personality and also your story as I said so mm. for example if you Mm, well for example like I mean I will just take you what makes you different is really in my in my eyes at least it's your whole look definitely and so like your tattoos and like I don't know like how you dress and you're like really edgy and also your story of you know you you come from Australia originally but now you live in Toronto and like all of those things that don't even have something to do with your brand your business it's all things that make you unique and stand out and I think it's something that you can for example you know realize that through journaling and really like asking yourself okay what what is different about me but what I also would recommend if you want to find out what makes you unique is like to go to your family or to your best friends and really ask them like if you think of me like what are the three things that come to mind first like for me, it would probably be, I don't know, like dancing and that I love unicorns and that I study abroad. That would probably be something where people say, oh my God, yeah, that's you. Yeah. So it's such a big topic, really. Yeah. Why do you think people have such trouble with figuring out what makes them unique and how they can be different? Yeah, I think... Oh, I think it's, it's a lot. It's, um, it's really that often we, because we consume so much, right? So mm, we sorry. naturally identify our, like ourselves with different things. And so often when we, you know, think about what do we do, it's often like those external things, like things that other people do, like, oh yeah, I'm interested in this. I'm interested in this. But what's actually about you, like from all the things that you consume, how did that create your own personality? And I think, I don't know, something as well, like we perceive us differently than other people perceive us, which is also why I think it's a great way to do if you want to like really focus down, like what makes you stand out, right? Um, ask other people, but then also ask yourself. Yeah. And I also think there's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of resistance always with standing out because you don't want to, you know, offend anyone or have, like be judged and be perceived in a wrong way. Like huge limiting belief for me is obviously because I'm, you know, quite young. So I was like always so afraid. Oh my God. Like if I use too many emojis, like will people think that I'm like not professional enough or not like mature enough to be this coach and to like charge a lot of money and all of those limiting beliefs. I think that's, that's why. And as I said, because we consume so much, so we see so many other people really honing into what makes them unique but then we are like oh my god like they have it all figured out but what yeah. about me yeah that's that's an important point there we see other people and something that I talk about actually quite a bit is when we see other people being successful at something 
then we automatically assume that if we do that, we're going to be successful at it too. But if mm. it's not what we truly want to do, it's not going to bring us the fulfillment and the success that we think we're going to get. Yeah, totally. And I went to last October, I went to this conference in San Diego called Pace to be Brave. Um, if any one of you listeners may be following Angie Lee or Laurie Harder, Chris Harder, like all of those, Amanda Bucci, like those kinds of people, right? It was a conference where they were like speaking and anyway. Mm -hmm. And all of those people are so successful, right? And they all kind of do similar things, right? A lot of them do like, <clears throat> you know, business coaching and personal branding and health coaching, content creation, whatever. And what I realized when they were talking, when they were discussing, when they were speaking, every one of them literally had a different way to success. And if you would um, write all of those ways down, you wouldn't even know what to do because everything contradict, contradicts each other. Mm. Um, and so it's really not about like um, thinking there's one way to success. Which kind of is frustrating because it would be so easy if there would be one way and you could just like copy it, right? Yeah, that would <laughs> be so really easy. Hard. But yeah, then we would miss out on the story and all of the lessons that we're supposed to learn because I know what my inner being, what my soul really wants to do at the end. At the end point, I know what, well, I mean, I don't fully know, but my insides know where I'm supposed mm -hmm. to go. And that could be the end point could be very similar to someone else's endpoint, but my path to getting there is going to be completely different to the person who also is at that same end point. And I'm going to learn different lessons, which means I'm going to have different perspectives and different ideas and present things differently. And it's going to resonate with different people. So mm -hmm. even though there is no set path, I can appreciate my individual path, but yeah having having a thing that's maybe checkpoints would be nice you know like go here next yeah. go here next but yeah but that's just that's, too easy I guess if it was that easy then everyone would be doing it yeah I mean there is this like quote which again so cheesy but um it's by Steve Jobs and it's he said it in like a graduation speech that you can only connect the dots looking backwards but you can't yeah. connect them looking forward so it will only like it will always make sense when you look back but then when you're like looking like oh my god what should I do next like it's like oh my god that doesn't make sense but then when you look back like everything led to the next thing which brought you where you are and that just like is so true in like every aspect of life yeah um, so yeah. what do you do when you're not sure of what to do next, when you can't see what that like next step is clearly? What do you do when you come up against that? Mm -hmm. um, it's Well, first of all, it happens like a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, I think that's most of our conversations. <laughs> um, because when you're like, when you have a lot of passions and interests and you're always curious about things, like it's, like it's often like your vision and where you're going, it constantly changes. Like I change my mind. I feel like every day on, you know, who I want to be and what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, so when it comes to the next step, oh, I think it's also a combination of looking within, but then also getting 
advice from chosen people. And here it's so important that it's that you choose the right people. And for example, when it comes to business things, it's important to take advice from people who are either where you are and you can kind of connect with them on a like friend level or we are on the same level. Let's, you know, brainstorm, let's talk about it. Or you ask someone who is where you are, uh, no, where you want to be, yeah. but never ask someone who doesn't even have the same vision or goals. Yeah. Like that's, for example, something that I learned, like, I, I mean, my parents are like my biggest supporters and everything, but I can't ask them for advice on like business related things or yeah. brand related things, especially when it has to do with risks because they never were entrepreneurs. So they don't really understand, which is cool. Um, but I think it's about getting advice from people who you trust and who can give you advice. But then it's also about like looking inside and finding okay, what really excites me right now and what aligns with where I want to go. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, to be honest, also sometimes seeing, like taking your role models and then still seeing, okay, how did they get there? And then kind of picking the things that speak to you and, you know, implementing it in your own life. Because Sure, you can't copy, like, you. I think you made a podcast episode about how to not copy someone else's success, but model. something like yeah, model, model, yes, model someone else's success. Like, it's so true because a lot of people who are where you want to go have things in common, right? Yeah. Like a lot of entrepreneurs, like they get up early and they always work on their mindset, they invest in themselves, they go to events, stuff like that. and then always finding role models and then seeing, okay, what, what did they do? What did they do? And then can I implement that into my journey? Yeah, totally. And it's not about copying like mm -mm. to that point, we're not copying. We're just testing what works for someone else because even though everyone's path is different, there are going to be certain points that we all have to hit. So if mm -hmm. we can figure out what they are, and I really like the other point that you brought up about not asking people who are not where you want to be <laughs> or mm. not doing something similar. Cause I've been through that experience of like opening up to friends or whatever, mm. and then being completely shut down and being told like, no, you shouldn't do that. And, and then mm. I'm just like, Oh man, I really asked the wrong person because this person yeah. isn't, anywhere in the same industry, anywhere near where I want to be. And also people tend to project their own limiting beliefs onto others. So yeah. if, if I ask someone who has a poor money mindset or has issues with money and then they give me their advice and it's like based on scarcity and lack, then that's not going to get me where I want to go. Like that's going to get me on the same path as them. Right. So mm -hmm. Definitely ask people who, if you are getting advice, ask from people who are where you want to be or on the same path at least and people who have a mindset that you would like to emulate and not someone who has like a completely different perspective of the world than you do. So. Yeah, definitely. And you know what I realized? I haven't been on this like entrepreneurial journey for very long, like a 
like one and a half years maybe that I've really explored this entrepreneurship world. And in the beginning, I felt into the I fell into this trap where I thought, okay, every one of my friends now and everyone who I surround myself with, they have to be entrepreneurs and they have to know, you know, or have to want to go exactly to the same destination as I want. I don't know. But what I realized is that it's totally okay to have certain people for certain areas of your life or for certain personality traits of you. I don't know if uh, you have the same, but I have friends where I know exactly, okay, with them, I love talking about like mm-hmm. books and personal development and about that kind of stuff. But then, I don't know, maybe with my sister, I like talking more about like life generally and relationships and family. And I think in the past, I felt bad for only opening certain areas of my personality to certain people and I thought that I was kind of hiding a part of myself but I don't think it's true because it's just that people all have different perspectives on lives on life and even if they give you their advice they never I mean they shouldn't mean it in a mean way it's just you have to know like okay what serves me and what just doesn't yeah yeah definitely I have like I don't have many friends in real life that I Mm -hmm. can talk about all this kind of spiritual stuff with like no one. I have one friend who I actually met in my NLP training, Katie, who I can talk about like business mindset, spirituality stuff with no problem. And then I, I was trying to think of it last night. Actually, I was having a conversation with one of my friends who I met on Instagram Mm -hmm. And we voice note each other, Michaela, her and I voice note each other. So I was talking to her about this, a similar thing, how I have certain friends who I can speak about certain things with. And then I have like a bunch of people who I know only online who I can talk about this stuff with. And um, I chat to my cousin about it sometimes through text because she's in Australia, but like my friends that I have in person here in Canada, like aren't into this stuff really. They don't it's just not of interest to them. So we have different conversations about different things. So uh, yeah, I don't think it's hiding yourself, but I think it's just the part of the relationship is knowing what you can speak about with the other person. And like, I guess if you were in a close relationship with someone, if it was like a partner or something, then I mean, I would probably want to be able to talk about all the different facets of my life rather than just being able to talk about one thing. Like if I can't talk about my dreams and my weird spiritual ideas and like my crazy thought patterns that go through my head with someone that I'm in a partnership with, then that would be different. But for like friends, you know, maybe some friends you, you, you go skateboarding with and some friends you go surfing with or whatever, like people just have their different passions and their different skills and you can't force your idea and perspective of the world and on everyone you know Mm -hmm. no like I definitely and I I totally agree as well and oh my god I totally lost my my train of thought here (laughs) oh yeah oh my god no it's gone again no (laughs) wait I will get it I will get it I was just saying it'll come oh yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. all right it's it's back that really like I'm I'm really passionate about the topic of like creating your tribe really consciously because I have gone like especially in 2000 
18 where I cut ties with people. Mm -hmm. And what I realized is that the people who belong into your life, even if they are not necessarily interested in like your business stuff or whatever, they should still support it or at least not bring you like distract you from that path. Like even if someone would tell me about whatever their interest is and I'm not really interested in it, I would still say, yeah, you go. Like that's awesome. And like support them, but you don't like, I think if you have the right people in your life, like for example, with my mom, I still tell her a lot of business stuff and she's like, yeah, you go. Right. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't give me advice, which is okay. And so I think if you choose consciously who you have in your life, you can still open up um, and they will hold space for that. And you should do the same with their interests where you're probably like, well, yeah, mm -hmm, you go, but that's maybe not for me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's a great point. A great point. All right. Well, we definitely see, I knew we would like trail off and go on weird. <laughs> but um, I want to ask you how you find coming up with ideas for the content that you want to create because you have a YouTube channel and you do Instagram and like podcast. How do you go about coming up with ideas and what do you do when you're kind of stuck for ideas? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I was actually like thinking about that because people have like, when I was like working either with friends on their social media or with clients, they're like, Oh my God, how do you come up with so many you know, ideas and stuff. And I think it's on the one hand that I have grown up watching like YouTube videos and just consuming a lot of content. So I do have a, like a lot of inspiration to take stuff from ideas from, if that makes sense. Yeah. Not in the sense of like copying, but kind of knowing, okay, what can you do? And then creating something new out of it. But I think like what really helps me I mean, first of all, don't think that like I always have ideas because there's, there have been so many times where I had a bunch of video ideas and things written down, but I was like, I don't want to film any of it or yeah. I don't want to talk about any of it because it just, no, it's boring and doesn't excite me. But I have, uh, especially over the past year, gotten into a bit of a content creation routine where I am almost... 100% sure that if I do a yoga flow or if I go on a walk or sometimes even take in the shower, it's literally enough for me to come up with that content idea. And what I do in my mind, I feel like I started doing it unconsciously, but now it kind of makes sense where, for example, I know, okay, today I want to film a YouTube video or I want to record a podcast episode. I don't pressure myself to come up with the topic right now, but I just give it kind of to my unconscious, I guess, to my intuition, right? Mm -hmm. And then I do something else and then it just comes. Yeah. Like the idea literally usually comes. And that's true because like you always get the best ideas like when you don't think about it. Um, so I think it's about finding what works for you and then trusting that the idea will come because, oh my God, if you haven't read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, it's so good because Elizabeth Gilbert, she describes ideas not as something that you like have, but something that comes to you whenever you put yourself into a state of receiving those ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So that just, I was like, oh my God, mind blown. So yeah, totally. yeah, that really helps me. And when I get stuck, I just take a step back from creating and from my laptop. I do something else and I trust that it comes. And if it doesn't come, oh my God, also something uh, that helps so much. Um, oh, oh, there was this quote, but it's basically, if you don't know what to talk about, talk about that like talk yeah. about not knowing what to talk about talk about that struggle because especially if you're in the online space then everyone can relate to that yeah i think that's really important so many people who reach out to me and they're like i want to talk about this but i don't have this and i don't have this qualification and i'm not this so i like i can't give my advice or i can't talk about this and it's like but people want to hear from people like you, people want to know what you're doing to get through that challenge. They don't need a financial advisor to tell them how to deal with their money. They want someone who is going through the same experience as them and who is learning. And then they want to know what you're learning and how they can do it. Or they want to know what struggle you're having and how you overcame it. And, and if you don't have anything to say or for someone else, like who is it just a content creator talk about mm -hmm. that talk about the fact that you don't have anything to say that's such a great point yeah definitely and also um i i really don't like him but one thing where gary v was like oh man like at least what what he said i was like oh my god yes he said shift from the mindset of creating to documenting yeah so that's what i say to a bunch like to to my clients as well like you remove so much pressure as i like we said it in the beginning right we said now in the beginning of the interview that we talked about how nothing really is original anyway and you do not have to come up with something innovative you just have to document something that you are currently going through what we just said right and then adding your bit of personality to it and then bam you have a piece of content like for example today i was like on my walk because i was feeling like really uninspired and i was like oh man i know if i go into this walk now i will get inspired and boom like it's just so funny like it always happens on my walks like when i come home from my walks like my notes section on my iphone like it always has something in it like it's yeah. it's so funny yeah same um, i get the same thing. yeah and then like for example today like I, I recorded a podcast episode all about how I am kind of in a creative rut with my podcast and then kind of how I'm getting out of it and then the how I'm getting out of it was the value of this piece of content so it's so powerful to just talk about what's happening in your life and then relating it back to the pain or the pleasure point of your customers or so thinking okay how can my customer or client then benefit from my experience and here, of course, I mean, you help uh, your clients a lot of that, right? As well as like the whole like overcoming the limiting beliefs to actually share that because, you know, if you, if something shitty happened to you today, like it's obviously not easy to talk about it really openly. Yeah. So there's a lot of mindset, mindset work involved in content creation as well. And I guess when you think about it, all all things in life so i'm trying to like run through a whole bunch of different scenarios but all things in life and all people who offer something to other people are offering a solution 
that they have based on a problem that they experienced before. So even a furniture mm. salesman is like, I have the solution and it's not an innovative idea. They're selling furniture, but they know what the problem is. You need a new bed. Here's a new bed. I have this for you. It's not like a wild new thing that you're going to experience going to sleep. It's just a new bed. And even financial advisors, they are just, it's not an anything new. It's not a crazy wild innovative idea. It's just someone else presenting a solution that other people present as well. But yeah, does that make sense? It's a weird train of thought that I'm having right now. No, but it makes so much sense. I just actually took my notebook where I have all of my book notes and um, I read The Psychology of Selling by Brian Tracy. And I can actually read it out because I, I put it down. So he identified like a few or actually all reasons why people buy and it's not a lot of reasons. So for example, he said, making or saving money, security, whether it's financial, emotion, emotionally or physically for ourselves and for our families, to be liked and be respected by others, to enhance the physical quality of life, or for self-esteem, additional recognition, and to be more influential and popular. So in the end, those are like the big pleasure points that people want to have. And in order to give people a solution to their problems where they can then get that, like it's not, like it's not that complicated. We just think it's so complicated, but it's really not. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, we definitely tend to overcomplicate things. And it, it's, the, the more you think it's complicated, then you're going to complicate it. But it's, mm. things are a lot simpler than we I guess have been trained to think that they are and then we believe that they're more complicated. So yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what yeah. are the biggest struggles you face when it comes to creating content and putting yourself into the online space? Um, several things. <laughs> um, but I think two big things is my own limiting beliefs, obviously that I have about, myself and then when it comes to actually creating it's always the balance between kind of perfectionism but then also consistency because like you can't be perfectionistic if you want to be consistent yeah so in order to be like and consistency is just the key like if you're not i personally believe if you're not consistent then it doesn't matter how good your content is because people nowadays consume so much content they just won't remember one post of you. They will only remember like when you continuously like post and like yeah. also on YouTube, like people so easily forget about your video. And if you are like, oh my God, but all the other videos are not good enough and blah, then you can never keep consistent. So also for me, like I'm always like, yeah, I want to create content that, you know, I love and I'm so passionate about and excited about. But the truth is not every single piece of content you create has to be perfect, right? And not every piece of content you produce has to be like the piece and the highlight. It just has to go out there and blend into your bunch of content because that's also what I'm like I keep seeing YouTube, like especially if you create a YouTube channel for your business, it's a content library, right? It's a, it's a library of your knowledge and your expertise. And when your client, your customer comes to your uh, YouTube channel, they can then pick, right? Pick the video that really speaks to them. 
And it's not like if you were so perfectionistic that you would never upload a lot of videos, like they wouldn't even have the big choice. They wouldn't have the library and that library of content would never even be created. So that's what I keep telling myself as well. It's like my only job is to create content, right? And to not let my own limiting beliefs, which include perfection, uh, perfectionism, um, hold myself back and when it comes to my limiting beliefs like man so many like I keep working on them but there are like obviously so many um like the usual like I'm not good enough and you know my life isn't interesting enough especially like as a YouTube creator and or such a big one is like for like uh business content like who am I to think that you know I can be a coach and like live this life and this is not you know how life is like life is hard and blah and yeah and those are definitely very big struggles and I think perfectionism is like such a big one of content creation yeah how do you go about finding limiting beliefs do you look for them or do you how do you notice when they come up um well, one big tool like is obviously journaling. Like, I mean, we talk about it, like you talk about it all the time as well in your podcast, but asking yourself, like if you, for example, if you want to grow this amazing YouTube channel for your business, what I would have you do is to write down why could YouTube not work for me? Or why am I not made to be a YouTuber? Mm-hmm. Or why will my channel not work? And then everything that comes up will probably be like, because I'm not great on camera or I don't have the right equipment. I don't want to disappoint people or, you know, I don't know enough. Everything that comes up, that's your limiting belief. And yeah, I, I definitely think through journaling, like that's such a big thing and asking the right questions. Yeah. And also, well, limiting beliefs. Yeah, also, like, sometimes when you feel really, really stuck, it's like asking yourself as well, like, why am I actually stuck? And usually, like, I've been reading a lot about, like, the ego and the subconscious and stuff. And it's so often, or it's always that the ego, like, we in negative situations, like, the ego feeds from the negative scenario if it's like your limiting beliefs and all of that it's like oh my god now I have an identity now like oh man and you keep yourself stuck in that because it gives you something to like worry about think about and yeah it's being self-aware I think that's like the main thing and it takes practice and then when you find the limiting beliefs and you've Mm -hmm. uncovered them what do you do to work through them yeah so um, something that you also always say, and I could like couldn't agree more, is finding proof uh, against your limiting belief. I think that's the most, at least what I've experienced, it's the most effective because yes, sure, you can just rewrite those limiting beliefs into positive affirmations and like repeat them and all of that. Um, but the most powerful one is really finding proof in real life, and that's for example man pays to be brave like oh that was like those people there were like my role models for 
so long since I discovered entrepreneurship, they were like my role models, which is why like Angie Lee, she's like my biggest role model. And when I saw her at the conference and heard her speak and generally those people, I realized that I'm not even different from them. Like they might have been doing that for longer, but in the end, they're also just people who, you know, keep figuring things out. And if you can really find proof, for example, my, as I said, one of my biggest limiting beliefs is I'm too young. So what could I do? I could look to, hmm, for example, someone who comes up, I don't know if you know her, but Lauren, Lauren Tick, Tickner, I think. Tick, Tickner? Mm, no. Her. <laughs> she is, she was also at Pace to be Brave. She's really young and she is um, really successful already in terms of, you know, business stuff. So that could be something like finding proof that you can actually do it, finding people and then like message them, ask them, track back like to their beginnings, like where did they start and realize that they are just like you um so that's a big thing and something that's so beneficial that i learned not in a business perspective or not in a business uh sense but i am part of a um like weight loss program but it's not a diet and workout program but it's all about mindset Mm -hmm. literally all about mindset and in there we have like Every month we get new visualizations and also reprogramming audios. And those reprogramming audios are like, for example, like, I don't know, like we have different monthly themes and it will be like, uh, I'm a naturally slim person. Mm -hmm. My body always eliminates the excess weight. And if you really like, honestly, I'm, I swear, if you listen to that every single day, you will start believing it. And you could do the same thing for your limiting beliefs. Like you could just rewrite them into affirmations, positive ones, and then record them and then Mm. listen to them. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, totally. And like I find that, and I've said it on the podcast a bunch of times, um, with limiting beliefs and fears and whatever, and any any of that self-talk, once you can switch it around and practice it for long enough, eventually that thought becomes the first connection. That becomes the fastest neural pathway. And that is the Mm -hmm. thought that comes up first. And I've done it a bunch of times. Like even now I still do it all the time with all the thoughts and fears and everything that I'm reprogramming. I'll be saying my affirmations and meditating on the things and doing hypnosis and doing all that stuff, tapping to shift that energy and shift those thoughts. And then one day, all of a sudden it's just, that new positive thought becomes the natural, the first instinct thought. Mm-hmm. And then be, then you start to believe it. Then you do believe it. It's so true. Like, it's honestly so true. And I think the, the weight loss example, like for me, it's such a thing because I can like remember that like I started doing the actual coaching in like summer or something. And then by, it was sometime in... September, October, I don't even know. And I was just like walking around with friends. We were on that like trip, uh, I think to Niagara Falls actually. And we went to that brunch or I don't even know. And after that, we were all so stuffed and like so full. And we, I don't know, just like casual in the conversation. Like, I don't even know how we came on it, but I was like, yeah, like 
I don't even mind like my body just w- what it doesn't need it just like eliminates and I I don't gain weight from stuff like that like I just said it so casually where I was like oh my god like you literally like just said that and you believe it like that was the first thought it came up so I said it and then after it I was like oh my god it works <laughs> yeah yeah totally it's so so surprising when that happens you're like oh my god I just thought that what the heck yeah, yeah but mm-hmm. it's crazy it but it it totally totally works so yeah that's definitely one of my favorite things for dealing with that kind of stuff and I talk about that all the time on the podcast so people mm-hmm. people know people know what I do and I tell them um, <laughs> but all, you can never hear it enough oh yeah it's true and sometimes just hearing it from a different person or said in a different way or said like one more time hearing mm. it one more time makes it click so mm. hopefully it clicked for a couple of people just now but I want to know what your favorite daily mindset practices are um journaling I mean obviously yeah you journal a lot I, yeah, I love journaling. I used to do it more, a lot more actually. Like I remember in 2018, like around February, March, April. And that's when I really like went into it all with like my podcast. And I was so into entrepreneurship. I still am, but that was like hyper into it. Mm-hmm. And I would get up I mean, I'm an early morning person anyway, but I would get up every day at six and do one hour of journaling, like one hour. Mm -hmm. And I would write so much. I don't do that anymore. I have to say like, if I journal, it's probably like, I don't know, like 15 minutes or 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And it's like one single thing. And it's not like, oh my God, I have to like, I would literally set a timer like one hour and I wouldn't stop before that and it's insane the results I got from it like that's when I really changed my mindset like a lot of my money mindset and stuff like that which there was still a lot of work obviously (laughs) Um, but yeah journaling I just want to ask a quick quick question about that when you journal do you have any prompts that you start with or what's the process is it a stream of consciousness how do you how do you find what to write about Mm mm-hmm um, well, back then, one of my favorite journaling prompts, and I repeated it like all the time, was what would my perfect day look like? Because that's just one of my favorite things ever is to visualize and write out my perfect day like in the, in the greatest detail. Like it's honestly my favorite thing ever. And I do work with a lot of prompts. And um, it's usually thinking myself into the version where I want to be and then thinking about, okay, how would I act? right? Mm. Like the, the usual, like if, I don't know, I was already making, I don't know, consistent four figures or five figures every month in my business, like what would I think about my business? How would I show up in my business? That kind of stuff. Um, but sometimes I also journal when I'm like for, for, for some reason, sometimes you just feel really crappy, right? And you're like, oh my God, I don't even know why. So I just journal out all my feelings and then I read over it and it makes sense. Like I'm like, okay, so this is why. And then I can go into those specific things and then again, journal on that. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it's a mix. It's a mix. Yeah, totally. And so now you don't kind of force yourself to do it for any certain amount of time. No, no, I don't. I mean, um, I do, I have like, because I didn't journal consistently for long. I only, 
for uh, like in a very long time, like for a few months, I would only journal if I really felt like I needed journaling right now. Um, but new year, new me. <laughs> uh, I started at least doing a little practice at night where I write down three things I'm grateful for, three things I accomplished that day, and then three things to do the next day. So I know, I know it's not really journaling, but it's a bit of gratitude. Yeah, no, totally. Like that's journaling because stuff is coming up. Yeah. So I think, I honestly think in the beginning, it's really good to set a timer for like 20 minutes or 30 minutes because when you first start journaling, like I noticed it with my mom <laughs> because I, I sometimes force my mom to do some journaling with me because like there's a lot of mindset shifts we can do for my mom <laughs> my poor mom sometimes like she has to do mindset work with me but anyway but what I realized like in the beginning when you ask yourself those questions it takes time until it comes up like the answers come up like the more you journal the easier it will um get for you to like come up with the answers but in the beginning there's so much resistance that it takes a while so if you're like okay I will sit with this journaling prompt for 20 minutes and I trust that something will come up. It will come up more than just saying, oh yeah, I will just try that one journaling prompt and then just giving up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what else? What are the, your other daily mindset practices? Oh yeah. Mm, definitely. I mean, for me, yoga is so much mindset because I don't know, like, I was listening to an interview with yoga girl and she also said that because of like Instagram and stuff, yoga is a lot about like fancy poses and like being super flexible. And I have to say like when I share stuff on my story about yoga, it's never like the mindset and the meditation aspect of it. It's always like me showing my newest like back bends and hands like headstands and stuff so that I also have to work on that myself mm -hmm. but yoga is like the reason why I started doing yoga um in when was it that I first really did it maybe in December 2017 it was because I was really stressed with um with uh, uni and also working with a really bad like social media management client back then like he stressed me out so much it was awful <laughs> But yoga is really about getting out of your mind and into your body. And it's hard to explain. But after a yoga session, like I feel so just calm and peaceful and happy. And that to me is mindset work as well, because mindset yeah. work should never feel you, uh, never leave you worse than, you know, no, never leave you feeling worse than when you started. Mm hmm. Um, totally. So yoga, definitely. Awesome. And I don't meditate regularly because to me, yoga is meditation. Um, moving meditation, I guess. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Both of those things are awesome. I definitely, like, I like doing yoga as well. And I prefer to do hot yoga. I prefer for it to be as mm -hmm. hot as possible. And there are very few places by my house that have that like none and mm -hmm. for some reason I'm so resistant to doing yoga at home even though I'm like yeah I'll do yoga at home I'll do it at home I'll do it at home I never do it but I think I just need to just do it one day yeah like it's I I tell it everyone I'm like 
what do you struggle with? Okay, yoga will help. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't even matter what you struggle with, like yoga, oh my God. Like yeah. it helps with everything, like every single thing, yoga is a cure. Yeah. So this was the interview that Brooke did with me. I really, really hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. And what you guys can do, you can head over to my Instagram at Laura underscore Langheinrich and you can DM me any podcast guests that you could think of that I should bring onto my show or that I should pitch to be on their show. So if you have any cool podcasts that you listen to where you could be like, mm, yeah, Laura could really fit on there or any cool people you follow that where you're like, mm, yeah, I would like Laura to interview them, then please DM them to me because I I don't know, I'm really... I'm like I'm super super picky with the people that I bring onto my show so I'm always like thinking who could I bring on who could really benefit you guys and who also fits like my vibe and the show vibe and everything so if you have any ideas feel free to dm them on instagram and yeah thank you so much for listening to this interview and you will hear from me in the next podcast episode bye guys <laughs>